International Orienteering Podcast Mapping Compass Navigation Skill Orienteering Competition like International Orienteering Podcast Hi, this is uh, Ivo Hogan from International Orienteering Podcast. Unfortunately, there is a bit uh, bad connection down to Eva Lunanes in this episode and uh, especially at around 10 minutes and at around 20 minutes there is uh, a gap where uh, we are losing each other but uh, if you keep calm we will uh, uh, come back uh, both in this episode after a few seconds and also with a new episode next week with better recording quality but what we're talking about they are interesting i can promise so stay tuned with us welcome to international orienteering podcast uh, and uh, today we are uh, in the real heat uh, as far as i know uh, eva you're on a training camp with one of the best uh, national teams in the world yeah so i'm uh, with the swiss national team uh, with the elite team here in yeah, southern Italy in the Gargano region where it was the World Masters two years ago. So yeah, I'm I'm the coach for the junior team, but it is with the Swiss team it's always uh, the, the the last year juniors. So this year the the ones that are born in 2004 uh, they can join the winter training camp with the elite team, and then they need a babysitter. So I'm here with the with the juniors. So that's really 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 cool area to do orienteering with. And the Swiss team it's really good. Uh, yeah, good atmosphere, uh, very serious program. Everything is going very well so far. So I'm I'm enjoying life down here. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, maybe more than a couple of years, you were uh, uh, putting out and uh, collecting controls for uh, the Norwegian team when uh, Rostop was in that team. So then I thought you would be a Norwegian national team coach, but uh, and, and that's still possible, maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, as as an as an athlete, I am old, but as a as a coach, I am young. So we will see what the future brings. Yeah, and uh, last week I also had uh, to. Uh, I was on a lesson uh, with you about the development stairs in Norwegian orienteering, and that was an interesting uh, uh, webinar, as we call it in Norwegian. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the last year I've been working quite a lot with this. In, in the development of the yeah, clarifying, updating, and uh, actualizing the yeah, the what you call it, development stair for all the athletes from young kids to uh, elite level, and yeah, what's important to do with the physical training, with the orienteering technical training, and so on. Not not to meant to be like a like a bible, but more like yeah, inspiration and guidelines. So that's been very interesting. Uh, maybe we can uh, uh, share the uh, URL or the web address of that uh, site uh, for those who can understand Norwegian because I also think it's uh, quite uh, interesting with, Mary, with many good concrete examples uh, of how to do uh, in orienteering. Yeah, and but- you know, with the, with the modern technology, you know, it's quite easy to do with Google Translate. So, yeah, I think it would be... There's a lot of stuff there that should be interesting also for the non-Norwegian listeners. Yeah, and uh, for me, uh, as, uh, as a guy who will go to Jaywalk, uh, it was quite interesting because uh, after this webinar, 
Menara, I had to go to a concert the day after with the best Norwegian rapper. And uh, then uh, when I was going to the concert, I uh, had to show my ID. And I was asking, uh, okay, uh, what's, uh, what's that about? Yeah, we're serving al- alcohol here, so we need to know that you're old enough. Uh, so I had to show my ID there. So uh, uh, then I can, uh, I think also I can go to Jaywalk uh, as a runner, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, you still look very young, even if you're an old man. Yeah, maybe it was the hat who was so young. Yeah. But uh, from one young man to an old history, you know what I got uh, from a friend uh, this uh, weekend? I have no idea. Uh, I got um, I got a picture of the readout from Jimmy Berklin's relay in uh, Norwegian, no, in the World Champs in Grimstad, Norway, in 1997. And yeah, and he had mispunched or he skipped the control, or what's the story? Yeah, he had. Yeah, you know the story. He had uh, skipped the control. He uh, he missed one punch, and in the, this uh, picture it says missing 45. It said, so the, he was in the lead alone ahead in the third leg. This was the time when they run four legs with one hour running, and Sweden was alone in the lead in third leg with uh, Jimmy Becklin. And then they were uh, picked out of the relay with uh, Johan Iverson on the last leg, and when it was uh, pa- passing the arena there. And I can tell you, I was there. It was quite difficult to. Stopped Ivas on there on his last leg when he was in the lead. Yeah, but you know it's uh, yeah it, these things are hard. I remember yeah some years later I think it was 2016. It was a similar situation with the Swedish team at the European Championship where they had to stop Gustav Bergman on the last leg. Yeah, yeah, that that's right. It was uh, when uh, Switzerland two won with uh, Martin Hubman on the last. Uh, yes, but, so maybe uh, we should jump to to what's been happening this the last these last few days. This weekend, uh, yeah, it has been uh, uh, quite big events both in Spain and in Portugal. We can start with Spain, with the Maximus U meeting, where it was uh, really big elite classes, uh, both for uh, women and men. Actually, they had to. Uh, separate the men's elite into two classes, but we are concentrating on the highest elite here. Yeah, on the on the men's super elite. Yeah, but I mean, it's not only in the elite classes that it was a big competition. I think it was 1,800 runners or something in total. So that's really, really big. Um, the area around Burgo Hondo, uh, a bit northeast for Madrid, it's really, really good for interior, very technically demanding terrain. So it's I mean, it's very nice for racing, but it's also extremely nice for training. So I can understand why a lot of good runners and good clubs have been decided that this year we go uh, with our winter camp to to Maximus. Yeah, we have seen uh, yeah both uh, Norwegian, uh, Sweden, uh, Polish, uh, Lithuanian, and uh, also uh, from uh, Sweden. Yeah, I mentioned, uh, and also the local runners uh, is up in the top there. But uh, we can start was a really a uh, good starter with a long distance um, on the first day who made some uh, yeah uh, some runners uh, uh, showing their as a really good performances yeah so we can start with the women's side it was a it was a proper long distance winning time of 89 minutes 
and Sandra Grosberga from from Latvia took the victory. Uh, running for Etisa, she beat her Polish clubmate Alexandra Hornik with a couple of minutes. And then in third place, we have Rebecca Heinrup, the Swedish champion in ultralong, uh, with a good race in third place here, ahead of strong Norwegians like Anne Dirkorn and Marie Olausen. Um, and yeah, the gaps were quite significant. I, yeah, one and a half minute, I think the winning margin was. Uh, and then Marie Olausen in fifth place is more than five minutes down. And then behind her, the gaps are getting bigger. Um, so a really good start for, for the two Iktisa girls, Grosberga and Hornik here. Yeah, unfortunately, as you uh, we mentioned uh, last episode, uh, uh, we thought maybe Tuve would win here with five minutes, but unfortunately she did not run this uh, long distance. Uh, but uh, then uh, Sandra Gosberger, as you mentioned, could step forward and uh, take the victory after a really good uh, race. She had uh, just some... Uh, problems with execution in the legs in the start of the race uh, uh, but uh, she was quite suppo- uh, surprised having such a good uh, race after being without the map training in two months yeah so, but uh, you know uh, the, the long distance race was in a terrain that was a little bit less extreme than for example what we saw at the Portugal meeting last weekend not these super technical areas so then I guess it's yeah, it doesn't hurt that much to be a little bit rusty with the routines. No, she has uh, focused on the physical training and then she's going to uh, the camp now. Uh, but it was a significant win in the men's uh, class, definitely. Yeah, so from runner in place two to number five, it was less than 30 seconds. Uh, but Erik Langedal-Breivik, the Norwegian runner for Entenui, he he got a quite clear victory, winning with two and a half minutes. Uh Quentin Moulet, the Frenchman running for Göteborg. If Göteborg, he was in second place, just ahead of Guillaume Elias, another French guy uh, running for Halden. And then we saw the, yeah, should we call him the former junior star, Axel Elmbla? I mean, uh, now it's two years since he was winning Jaywalk. Um, he was in fourth place here, just ahead of his yeah, compatriot, compatriot from Sweden, Oscar Hagström. Yeah, we can also mention it's a good name's father here also took us up at Timosil. Um, Basil Basse is also top 10. Uh, Eric Langdahl-Breivik, uh, he said that he, he had no uh, significant mistakes in this race. Uh, uh, ma- maximum some uh, 10 or 15 seconds uh, mistake. So that was a really good race. Yeah, and you, it's notable that the, the winning time in the men's class was... I'm losing you. Who are you? If the men are significantly faster, uh, it probably says that the level of the winning race in the men's class was maybe a little bit higher than the level of the winning time in in the women's class. But I mean, that makes sense when when Tove didn't run. I mean, yeah, Rebecca Hendrik in third place, kind and normally Tove is beating her with quite a lot of minutes on a proper long distance. Yeah, but uh, then uh, we could see uh, what uh, Tove is up to in the second day here. Yes, because here she showed up. Middle distance, world ranking event. uh, Quite a short middle distance. Tove was running less than 29 minutes. And she won with three and a half minutes ahead of Sandra Grosberger. So another good race from Grosberger. Clearly beating Anne Dirkun in third place with, yeah almost two minutes uh, but against Tove she had no chance and yeah from Tove in 
third place in in winning time to Anne Dirkun in third place. It was more than five minutes, and yeah, we know Anne Dirkun is a is a good runner. Uh, so this was clearly a very good race from Tove in a very very technical area. Yeah, she also said uh, after the race that uh, that it was a good race. Uh, she had only lost a few uh, small uh, uh, mistakes where she lost a bit, uh, but uh, as uh, that was a result after focusing uh, on the technical part of the running here. Yeah, I think uh, those of our listeners that haven't haven't been looking at the maps, you should head into live locks and take a look at the maps here. It looks extremely tricky with a lot of rocky details, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of smaller and bigger cliffs, very, very technical area. So the maps look really cool and you can see some yeah, you can see some nice mistakes there. Yeah, and uh, it's really um, detailed uh, as also the newborn the winner of the men's uh, uh, class uh, mentioned. Yeah, in the men's class, it was very close. 19 seconds between the top three uh, with Oskar Hagström, previously Oskar Sjöberg, uh, winning ahead of Henrik Johansson, and then with Timo Sild in third place. And then we saw the winner of the long distance, Erik Langdahl-Breivik, confirming his overall lead uh, with a strong fourth place here, less than a minute behind. I think he was in the lead for most of the race, but then he made some mistake close to the end. Yeah, he is uh, his favorites also often the middle distances. But uh, Hogsom, he said it was uh, Hogsom. Yeah. Uh, and I need to train on that one uh, with him. But uh, he said it was really cool to win a race. That's not so often he does. Uh, so, uh, but he was really tired after the long distance the day before. So he had, uh, as Tove said, uh, really focused on the technical part. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, it was a good map, um, quite uh, much uh, simplified. So it uh, uh, it was, uh, but it was uh, difficult to read. And uh, those who uh, tried to read too much maybe was confused. He uh, suspect. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, now it's yeah, it's just over two months to Tumila. Uh, and I think for Uko Lene, it's very important to have Oscar Hagström in, in good form. And I think he looks really sharp. We saw him in Portugal also doing well. And now winning a race here against very, very tough competition. Um, yeah, he was also good last year. But I think he's, he looks even better this year. And it's been... Yeah, he had a couple of tough years where he was not performing so well some years ago. But now he's back at a high level. And I mean, yeah, if things are going really well for him, I think he will not be far away from the from a spot in the Swedish team for the European Championship if he wants to go for that. Uh, that would be interesting to follow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but in the sprint, uh, there is one who definitely will be in the Swedish team who won the women's class. Yeah, so day three was a sprint race and here too, uh, took another victory. Uh, yeah, Winning with 15 seconds. Uh, the French runner in Halden and 24 seconds ahead of Anna Isabel Toledo. So it's a, yeah, it's a it's a good win. Uh, but by the standards Tove have been setting previously, uh, winning with 15 seconds, yeah, that's not a top performance. I mean, I think her middle distance performance was much much was much better than the sprint performance. Yeah, she also said after the race uh, to me uh, that. Uh... It uh, it was uh, she wasn't uh, satisfied with the race, but uh, uh, but it was since uh, the Europeans uh, last autumn she hasn't been running sprint, so uh, that's uh, why she 
had to focus on the technical part there and do a clean race. Yeah, and in the men's class we saw a, a clearer victory. Uh, one with uh, over half a minute ahead of Axel Elmblad. Uh, Erik Langdal Breivik still doing really well for the overall uh, with a third place here. Uh, gaining more time of, on his closest rivals except of Guillaume Elias. Uh, and then in fourth place we have a local hero, Pablo Ferrando. Um, young young Spanish guy doing well only a couple of seconds away from and here uh, Elias, uh, he was really satisfied with the race and he said he couldn't have uh, done uh, much better it was good uh, also with his uh, legs and then it was yeah and I think Elias is a guy that yeah, but we, before, I think we should mention, talk a little bit more about Guillaume Elias because he's a very, very interesting um, for the international competition. This year comes a little bit too early, but in a couple of years, he's been having very nice progress uh, the last two years, moving to Halden, uh, training in trains, and now he's also showing that he's a, he's a great sprinter. Uh, so he's I wouldn't be surprised if he's maybe edging last leg in, in Halden's team for the big relays. Uh, and I guess we will see him high up in international races uh, this year. Yeah, we saw already on the ultra long race, uh, Buslita in Norway last autumn. He he was impressive there where when he won that. And, and when he can win ultra long in a sprint in such a tough uh, competitions, uh, you definitely start to develop as an orienteer yeah. and uh, jump to the chase the yeah that was the last uh, day of this uh, Maximus this year and yeah, we, so we start can start with the women's, women's class there. yeah so women's class Sandra Grosbega started more than three and a half minutes uh, but she got passed and caught Anne Dirkorn again won with more than two and a half minutes, so a clear victory for Anne Dirkorn. Second place, Arnik uh, started out in third minutes behind and finished uh, in third place. Um, Anne, she said to me that uh, she's uh, had really fun running those races here uh, down there in Spain uh, with really good variation in the terrain. Uh, was really cool, especially the middle distance. Uh, uh, none of her races has been uh, perfect, uh, but she has uh, uh, managed to do it without uh, any bigger mistake. And also today she lost a bit in the start of the race, in the chasing start. But, uh, but after, after a while she uh, understood that she was in the lead. And then uh, she was uh, starting to do a bit more controlled uh, orienteering to keep the lead. Yeah. And and, it's always uh, good to win races. And yeah, Maximus Umiting is a, it's a big competition. So, yeah, should we jump to the men's? And yeah, that, uh, that's, uh, I think we can do. And there it was uh, not a Norwegian. Yeah, so uh, Erik Langdal-Breivik started uh, out with a lead of more than four minutes uh, ahead of Axel Elmblad. 
Third place started six minutes behind, and he got closer, but not close enough. So in the end, Langedal Breivik wins with all ahead of Guillaume Elias, and then Axel, the last spot on the top three, so third place for Enla. Um, it, uh, I haven't got any comments from uh, Langdal Breivik after his uh, race. We are recording uh, the same day as the chasing start. But uh, he is definitely an interesting runner. Uh, if he can uh, be without injury until the season starts, he will be interesting to follow. And uh, from yeah, and Portugal, he's been having uh, from quite a lot Spain. of ways Well, yeah, you know, we are. I'm. I'm sitting here on a bed. In our communication doesn't flow as as normally. Yeah, so I was saying about Langdal Breivik. He said, "Two years after his prize win in the Norwegian Championship four, five years ago." But uh, yeah, internationally, we are still waiting for this uh, big breakthrough. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can get it this uh, season. We will see. But uh, from results in uh, Spain, we jump to Portugal and Norte Alentenio U meeting. Here it also was uh, some uh, skillful orienteers doing uh, some races this uh, weekend. Yeah, so Norte Alentenio U meeting is a classic Portuguese race. Uh, I think normally it used to be the weekend before Portugal meeting or even earlier. Uh, so sometimes you see very really good start fields here as well. Uh, this year it was not the best start field, but we saw some of the guys that were running Portugal meeting. They were still taking part here. Uh, it was a three race in two days. Uh, so it started on Saturday with a middle distance and then a sprint world ranking event. And then a long distance, a middle distance world ranking event on Sunday. And yeah, in the, we can start with just quickly go through the middle distance that was not a world ranking event. On the women's side, from Ukraine, uh, Julia Karpenko ahead of Olena Babic and Emste Schmul, the Belgian runner, in third place. But here the gaps were quite big. Uh, in the men's race, Simon Hector, the winner of Portugal meeting, he took another victory here, uh, a minute ahead of the Italian Francesco Mariani, uh, with the Portuguese uh, runner in. Third and fourth place, uh, Ricardo Estevez Ferreira and Luis Silva. Only a few seconds between the two Portuguese guys uh, for the last pot, spot on the top three. Um, then in the sprint, it was a bit closer in the women's class. Uh, Olena Babic won 12 seconds ahead of Emste Smul. Julia Karpenko in third place were only 17 seconds behind. So the same three as at the podium in the earlier the day. Um, in the men's class, another close battle. Uh, Francesco Mariani, uh, the former junior world champion in sprint, won with five seconds ahead of Luis Silva, uh, the Portuguese runner. And then Simon Hector, third place, uh, 14 seconds down. And I mean, yeah, it's always good to, uh, for the Southern Europeans to beat Scandinavian runners. And Simon Hector is a decent sprint runner, but he is much, much better in the forest. And then uh, it was uh, next day, it was uh, middle distance, then it was uh, world ranking event. Yep, and then in the women's class we saw the same, the same three girls on the podium, and then we got the new winner. So, yeah, Yulia Karpenko and Olena Babic won each time, each race on uh, race on Saturday, and then on Sunday, Emste Smul, the young Belgian runner, took a clear victory, almost four minutes out of Karpenko with Babic just behind. 
And then in the men's class, I would say, yeah, a bl- little bit of a surprise. Uh, Vasco Mendes, Portuguese runner, beating Francesco Marane with one and a half minute. And then Jan-Erich Ness, the Canadian runner in third place. But he was all, all more than three minutes behind. But yeah, not the best start field. But yeah, always good to see a Portuguese runner winning a world ranking event in Portugal. Uh, from Portugal, uh, we can uh, go jump to this week's uh, guest. Uh, we talked about Guillaume Elias, uh, the Frenchman. Uh, but uh, in this... Uh, uh, episode. It's another Frenchman, Mathieu Parin, some, who is uh, our guest, uh, and uh, this is another interesting uh, French uh, guy. Uh, how would you describe him, Eva? Yeah, I would say that he is overall he's the best French orienteer on the men's side. Uh, he's had some good results the last couple of years uh, in in European champs in Estonia. He was in the top ten in the middle distance with the eighth place there. He was also in the top 10 at the European Champs uh, in knockout sprint in last autumn, 8th place there, just missing out of the final. And then he was also 13th in the sprint. Uh, and I think he's one of those French guys that has always been doing really well, also in the Scandinavian relays, uh, running a lot of good legs, both for Denzel and then the last year for Helsinki Sunestayat. So uh, overall, a solid orienteer, uh, very good forest runner, technically very strong. Um, but also a good sprinter, and uh, he's still he's still young, and he's one of those guys that you kind of are waiting for having the big breakthrough. And I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if he's uh, if he if he's making better results than eight places uh, in the coming years. Yeah, I think we can listen to how we will get there. Uh, he describes that in uh, the talk. Even National Orienteering Podcast has uh, got a really interesting runner uh, in the connection today. Uh, it's uh, Mathieu Perrin from France, a really fast runner. And uh, actually, no, you're doing the fast running down in Portugal, as far as I, uh, I'm uh, knowing, uh, Mathieu. Yes, hello. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, I'm in Portugal right now, uh, together with uh, Helsingin Sunstedt. So I've uh, been there uh, two days and uh, staying there eight more uh, days. And uh, there it's uh, good uh, conditions for uh, technical training, I presume. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Like the terrains there are really, uh, really good, in my opinion. I was... Uh, I was in uh, in Spain uh, last week. I was with the the French uh, training group there. I was in uh, Alicante, but uh, I really like it also here because uh, you have very technical terrains and uh, uh, also this uh, road choices that can be really interesting here. So, now nah, very very good uh, training conditions. Yeah, from Spain to Portugal, uh, how uh, is your winter training uh, look like? Uh, how is the plan and uh further on to the spring winter training uh it's uh it's been quite good so far uh i'm uh, so i was in uh, spain uh, uh, last week now i'm in portugal uh i have this uh, big orienteering uh, um uh, this big orienteering uh, weeks uh here uh, in, in the south uh in the middle of uh, my winter it's very good to do some uh, a lot of orienteering uh, i i'm working actually uh, this winter uh doing some internship so uh it ha- I haven't done some so much uh, orienteering so far, so it's it's good to to be back to it. And um, 
and uh, hopefully I can uh, uh, keep the training uh, in a good way and uh, uh, in the for the rest of the winter it's actually not so so far from uh, competition so, so hopefully a good, uh, good rest you're already feeling a taste of the season coming yeah yeah I do I do it's uh, it will be uh, quite interesting uh, uh, March month with some training camps in France uh, uh, especially with the Finns going to coming to France and then uh, beginning of April is uh, already uh, selection races so it will be actually quite soon I think <laughs> yeah 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 it's coming up uh, but uh, how is it for you you're telling us you're uh, working yeah and uh, now your forest uh, uh, training there, uh, yeah, uh, with the work and uh, how are you evaluating sprint against forest and so on? Uh, I'm um, actually I'm aiming for sprints this year, uh, at least for the first part of the season, and uh, then I will switch to to forest for uh, European champs. But uh, yeah, my 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 main goal uh, for the spring and. Uh, and the beginning of the summer is a uh, sprint, definitely. And uh, but still, I want to keep some forest, and still I want to uh, keep my forest skills uh, alive. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm doing this uh, forest block uh, now in February. Uh, so then I can um, switch a bit uh, to sprint uh, while keeping a bit of forest. But um, I want to be ready for uh, both uh, this year. Yeah, we uh, really know that you're fast in the sprint. Uh, last seen in the Europeans uh, uh, last autumn. Uh, uh, really good positions there. Uh, do you feel that you can uh, yeah, uh, aim for the podiums also this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we will see how the training uh, goes. Uh, it was very good uh, AOC indeed. So it gave me a lot of uh, uh, ideas and uh, hopes for uh, this season. But uh, let's keep it uh, like uh, calm and uh, let's stay calm. And, uh, <laughs> and um, it was very, very good results and I uh, hadn't been on this level before so in sprint. So let's let's see if I can do it again and uh, maybe if I can do a, a better. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, we hope you can do it better. And uh, you say it gave you some ideas. Uh... Uh, maybe some ideas in the training. What uh, what is the focus to get even better? Yeah, so yeah, some ideas in the training. Uh, maybe doing a more uh, speed training, uh, uh, getting the legs to be uh, faster, um, and hopefully uh, uh, it will um, help me also in the forest because uh, yeah, 2023 was pretty hard year in the forest i had a lot of hopes and uh, it didn't work uh, as well as i would have would have hoped but um yeah so that's that's also why i'm i'm switching uh, to sprint this year uh to maybe get some um, uh, tra test some things in the training and uh, hopefully that will help me also uh, in in the forest uh, get some uh, confidence uh, that you can take take with you into the forest. But uh, you're telling, uh, yeah, get more speed, uh, shorter intervals, or is it more speed uh, and over speed in the technical training also? Yeah, it's a bit of both. Uh, my my I would say my my biggest uh, my weak point is uh, really a physical. Uh, 
like speed physical uh, level uh, uh, right now so um yeah really uh, putting a lot of focus on on this and uh, uh working a lot especially on my uh, uh, anaerobic uh, uh, let's say capacities uh, at least that's the plan and uh, and uh, yeah doing some some short intervals yeah that's 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 actually quite uh, quite accurate yeah and uh, then you uh, telling uh, as we know the season is coming and uh, I, I i presume you want to uh, see results of that training already the first uh, rounds in the world cup to get some uh, good feedbacks yeah it will be super important to to be fit there and to have a good feedback i think to uh, uh, of course, that's also a, a French team this year, so uh, it will be hard to uh, to get a spot uh, in uh, in the World uh, Champs. So, uh, of course, yeah, this first World Cup is uh, is really uh, important, an important uh, gate, let's say, get uh, an important check. Yeah, no, it's uh, tough, tough uh, with getting a spot in the French team, and you're uh, now a training camp with the club. Uh, uh, how uh, how do you uh, combine the club and uh, and the international uh, season with the French? Uh, is it a good combination? You you have the balance there. Um, yeah, the balance is quite. At least it was quite good in my opinion in uh, 2023. So uh, hopefully it will be good as well in uh, in 2024. Uh, uh, I think. It, Gives me a, a different uh, approach to 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 the sport, uh, maybe more uh, team approach, and uh, and I I think it's it's, it's a really good combination. This uh, French team goals and uh, and the club goals. Yeah, and uh, how, how long will it take uh, uh, take you this season? Uh, how how long? What do you how, mean with that? How long up in the results? I'm aiming uh, for some, some really good uh, headline news here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you mean uh, what, what results I'm aiming for? Or is it no, with the club? Uh, in, the, in the world champs, uh, how, how far can it take you, this good combinations and uh, speed? Uh, um, I don't know, actually. So... Um, Hopefully, I will. Like my main goal is uh, definitely a, a knockout sprint. That's where uh, I have uh, uh, most fun, and uh, that's that's really what I'm aiming for this year. And hopefully, uh, going into uh, the final, uh, like really, uh, that would be really, really great. Um, and who knows when you're in the final? Uh, that's like everything can happen. But uh, yeah, main main focus in uh, in walk will be a, a knockout sprint. And uh, yeah, that, that's that, that's the plan. And uh, let's see uh, in the first World Cup uh, how it goes with uh, the sprint, individual sprint also, and uh, and um, the sprint relay maybe uh, maybe getting a spot there. Uh, although it's uh, it will be uh, quite hard, hard, I think. Yeah, but uh, uh, quite tough to get a spot there. But uh, it's about. Uh... It's really interesting races, uh, both uh, both uh, individual uh, the knockout sprint and uh, the sprint relay. Is that a trigger for you with those uh, tight uh, fights, uh, uh, man against man? 
Yeah, that's really uh, what I like. Uh, uh, maybe most, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I really like it when it's uh, this, uh, like you say, uh, uh, man versus man, like uh, direct uh, confrontation. That's really uh, a lot of fun for me. Uh, um, it's like you don't get it so much in the over uh, uh, orienting uh, uh, races, the, the over uh, uh, format, but. Uh, uh, that's why I think it's super interesting to 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 race in the, those uh, in those uh, races, uh, knockout sprint and uh, and uh, sprint relay. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, that's, that's really yeah. Good. yeah, I understand, and uh, and uh, we will uh, hope that uh, you uh, will get an interesting uh, season also this season. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, having time uh, to talk with us, uh, and good luck with the rest of the prep for uh, this season. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks. With the last part to go. Even National uh, back again to sum up the talk with uh, Mathieu Parin. Anything notable here, uh, Ivo? Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting to see that uh, to hear that his big target for the the coming season is the is the knockout sprint. Uh, I mean, yeah, he had a really good knockout sprint at European Championship, uh, not far away from reaching the final there. Uh, so obviously he's he's good uh, in head-to-head duels, but also I find it very interesting that he really that he really likes the concept and yeah, that's the most fun part of the sprint. Uh, I would I, my guess would be that yeah, I mean he's a good technical orienteer, so he should probably be a good technical sprint runner, and therefore should maybe be more focused on the individual sprint. Uh, but yeah, it's obvious that he is really going for the knockout sprint and yeah i mean it's it's a it's a fun event to watch and i guess it's a fun event to run and he, he's obviously good at it so yeah i mean he doesn't need to have a lot of luck to be able to be a little bit better and then go all the way to the final of the world champs interesting uh, to hear that uh is telling it's uh knockout sprint is a fun event and now i already <laughs> starting to Notice that you're into the Swiss team here, so that's all also nice to hear. Yeah, I hope my brother doesn't listen. So if if Olaf is listening, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, knockout sprint. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's not proper orienteering, but I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to watch uh, from the TV sofa. And I mean, yeah, um, it's good TV, but I'm not sure if the orienteering value is so high. But I mean, it's a uh, it's a uh, discipline in the World Championship, and I think it's good that the the runners are taking the discipline serious. I mean, there is a world medal that is being handed out, so you should take it serious. Uh, and then also, yeah, he's mentioning the the sprint relay. He hopes to take a place there in the French team, uh, French team that yeah, on a on a good day could be challenging for a bronze medal perhaps. But yeah, top six is more a more realistic target uh, but I think he, he definitely has the qualities to be in that team uh, a couple of weeks ago there was this training camp where uh, the French team and the Swiss team were doing sprint races to sprint trainings together and I was there uh, working with the courses and putting out controls and stuff and if I'm not mistaken he had the on the sprint relay training he had the fastest time on on both his legs uh, against very strong competition so uh, he's he's also very well suited for the sprint relay format yeah, definitely. And both uh, the sprint relay and the knockout sprint are exciting to watch. So uh, uh, our recommendation is to follow uh, Mathieu Parin uh, really closely in the sprints uh, this uh, spring and uh, this coming summer. 
And uh, of course, we also recommend you to uh, listen uh, to the next episode of Even National. And then I think uh, we should try to get the talk with the, the winner overall in the Maximus Umi thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, that would be good to hear from Erik Langdal Breivik. Uh, he's yeah, he's a guy I'm having high expectations of this season. Uh, so it will be interesting to hear what his his goals are and how he's planning to reach them. And then yeah, hopefully next weekend I will be back in Switzerland and with a little bit better internet connection. Uh, so yeah, if it was a bit messy with the sound, I'm I'm sorry, and I hope it was still possible to to get some nice uh, inputs from us today. Yeah, and uh, then we will uh, promise a better uh, uh, weather forecast, so to say, next episode. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Mannen drar ut och löper orientering med kart och kompass och med riktiga sko Sikta sågar efter bästa notering för kroppen var lätt och god I vår national orientering podcast Mapping compass, navigation skill, orientering competition Nej, vad mött nog jävligt på bossen här uppe Running like a motherfucker I vår national orientering podcast